toleration be the love before pride and exaltation be the love be the love you are listening to be the love transcending through the shadows into a higher state of consciousness we are souls on the journey opening up the conversation to heal awaken and connect ourselves and the planet to a higher vibration of love frequency it starts with you everything you need is within you this is your time i am stacy musial and i am sam fernandez and we are your co-hosts at be the love podcast thank you for tuning in and ascending with us hop on board the ascension bus this is adrian elise of the Supernova Soul Tribe. This is Nicholas David Mann. This is Dr. Brent Satterfield of Inner World Movement, author of Bringing Heaven Home. Hi, this is Dana Parker with Inner World Movement. Hi, my name's Steve Nabell. Here I am with Stacy and Sam on Be The Love Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Be The Love, Transcending Through the Shadows. I am Stacy Musial. And I am Sam Fernandez. And we are your co-hosts and souls on the journey. And thank you so much for tuning in this week. And if you've enjoyed listening to our show, we would be so grateful for a five-star written review on iTunes. Reviews really help us to become more visible and spread the word to others. And so if it feels safe for you, I'd like to begin by inviting you to get centered with us. I'd like to begin by inviting you to take a beautiful cleansing breath in through your nose and out of your mouth, releasing anything that is keeping you from being present right now. And take another deep breath in through your nose, breathing in calm, peaceful, loving energy and breathing out anything you are ready to release right now in this moment. And take one more breath in through your nose, breathing in light and love and breathing that light and love out to the world and all of humanity and remembering that you always, always have your breath to come back to. So today we have Elise Bassine. Elise has been teaching and practicing breathwork for 20 years and is the founder of the Metamorphosis Ascension Journey. She uses her powerful connection to spirit to tap into people's energy so she can help identify what's holding them back. She helps them overcome these blocks through breathwork, the Akashic Records, and powerful energy healing. Elise's mission on this planet is to guide people to activate their ascension live their soul's mission, and step into the fifth dimension. So thank you so much for being here today with us, Elise. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Me too. I'm really excited just to dive into this topic today. So, But before we get into our topic of the Akashic Records, tell us a little bit about what got you started down your path to where you are now. Yeah, so it's been a little bit of a journey, (laughs) um, as most of us have had. But so my journey started around when I was 19 years old, actually. I was a 
uh, freshman in college. It was the end of my freshman year of college. And that was when I discovered breathwork. So I was kind of in a state where I was looking for answers. I was struggling a lot with an eating disorder. I had really bad anxiety and I was just kind of like, well, what, what's going on here? Like, do I just go to college and get a job? And like, this is it. Like, I was like, there has to be more in life, you know? And I was looking for these answers and I was also looking for reasons as to why I was so miserable because I had a seemingly quote unquote good life. So I just was on a search for answers and I first discovered yoga and I started working at a yoga studio and through working there, I was introduced to so many different things like, you know, Ayurveda and Thai yoga massage and like all these different healing modalities. And I became a vegan and started like learning about nutrition. And then it was there that I was introduced to breath work. And I really had no idea what it was, but I, at that point, I tried anything that came across my path and I tried it and um, I don't even remember anything really powerful happening that first time, but for some reason I was just very drawn to it and I just started immersing myself in it. And here in Philadelphia, we have this really beautiful breathwork community and I just started doing all of the workshops they had and I started, um, I did three different um, nine month long breath worker training programs. I did a teacher training program. So I just really started to immerse myself in it. And it really, to me, was kind of what I was looking for as far as really being able to go deep and uncover why I did the things I did, why I was experiencing what I was experiencing, like going into family dynamics and healing all of these things from my past that I didn't even know I needed to heal from, right? Like people were talking about healing and I'm like, well, what do I need to heal? I don't have anything to heal, right? Because like I didn't even realize I had things to heal. <laughs> um, so that kind of started me on my journey in, you know, in my very early 20s. And breathwork was always this thing that I did, right? Like I always shared it with people. I always had clients throughout, you know, since that time, just kind of on the side, but I also um, became a school counselor. So I got my master's degree in school counseling. I became a school counselor and I did that for about 10 years. And then um, later in around 2019, I kind of had like a second real big spiritual awakening where I was like, okay, like I need to get the show on the road. Like I know I have these really powerful gifts as a healer and a psychic and I need to start using them. So I started my business um, in late 2019, and I initially just thought it was going to be around breath work, and it quickly shifted into all of these other things um, because I really started to hone a lot of my gifts, and I was introduced to the Akashic Records. I learned to read the Akashic Records, and that became a really big part of what I do, and then I just started basically being kind of like a spiritual mentor for people and really um, using my gifts to help people completely shift their lives quickly. So that's what I do now. And that's kind of the story in a, in a nutshell. <laughs> so thank you. Yeah. For sharing your story. So it sounds like it really just led you to your 
purpose, um, everything that along your path. And, and so, um, yeah, I think it, what you said about, you know, sometimes, you know, we were like, well, what do we have to heal? And then, you know, it's kind of like breaking open that, that egg or that, um, that valve and then stuff starts to emerge. And, and so it sounds really yeah. beautiful just where you have come from and, and their, your path. And so tell us a little bit. Um, so it sounds like you've done a lot of work with breath work, but it's also kind of evolved into the Akashic Records. So I'm really, really interested in, in talking about that aspect. And so can you, um, for our listeners that, that aren't familiar, can you kind of explain what the Akashic Records are? Yeah, so the Akashic Records, the way I like to describe it is kind of like this library of information of everything that has ever occurred or will ever occur in the universe. So it's basically like all of the knowledge of the universe and the way that I experience it, and I think everyone kind of experiences it a bit differently, but the way that I experience it is that it's a frequency of information. So it's almost like tuning into a radio station. So I'm able to tune into this frequency. And then when I do, I start to receive information through visuals, through hearing and through feelings. And then I basically just translate that information into words for the person that I'm reading for, if that makes sense. Sure. So tell us a little bit more. So it sounds like there's this uh, universal library, so to speak. And then how does that also translate into an individual? Yeah. So when I read an individual's Akashic records, what I'm really looking at is the evolution of their soul. So I'm looking at their past lives, future lives, ancestral patterning, um, their soul's mission and purpose, the information that their guides have to share with them. There's a lot of stuff that I can see. Um, for me, particularly, the information that's really clear to me in the records is around your soul's mission and purpose, what your soul is wanting to expand into. And then additionally, I'm able to see really clearly what you need to do to unblock you from getting to the next level. So if there's some kind of um, ancestral patterning going on or something that needs to be healed or shifted in order for you to expand into that next level, I'm usually able to see that really quickly. And then I also can just download some energy work from the records to help you shift that. Uh, I, uh, I appreciate that explanation because I'm actually one of those people that didn't know what Akashic Records, you know, <laughs> what exactly that was. And uh, it sounds like, yeah, it's it's an all-encompassing work, you know, not just for, you know, the dimension that we're in now, but for, you know, previous dimensions and previous lives and, and, and all that, which I always uh, find fascinating. And, you know, me and Stacey were, uh, were talking a little bit ago about, you know, past lives um yeah. and how just fascinating just even you know the concept of past lives is you know i i've had a past life uh uh hypno uh session before so i am aware of at least a few of my past lives you know but to once you once you you know learn about them to have you you get this idea of okay this means this 
you know, back then, but it means something different in this life. You know, it's, it's, it's not a coincidence. It's not a, you know, like, why is this happening? Well, that's what's happening. <laughs> you know, that's the reason why. And, um, and I just, I, I really love that with the Akashic records that how, you know, like I said, it's completely all encompassing. And you said, you know, it, it, you, you tap into those past lives and you tap into, you know, your spiritual team and you tap into your higher self and you tap into your soul. It's all encompassing in the soul. Um, and it sounds really cool to me, <laughs> but, uh, um, one thing that I was wondering, though, now that I know a little bit more about what Akashic Records are and, and what it entails, is how can we use Akashic Records to assist us in discovering our purposes in this life? Yeah, so it's really clear to me when I go into someone's records what their purpose is and more so like what they're wanting to expand into at this time. So I think the records is really the perfect tool if you're wanting to go deeper into your purpose. Like I think a lot of people have some sense of their purpose because it's kind of easy to know if you just look at your life, right? Like what are you naturally into? Like what are you already doing, right? These right. are things where if you look at them, you could have a pretty good idea of your purpose. But I think especially during this time on the planet, people are feeling this call to go deeper into their purpose and understand it on a deeper level and understand what their deeper contribution is. Because I think especially right now, we have come to facilitate some kind of shift and assist with that on the planet, right? And people are wanting to connect with that more and understand that more and also additionally understand how to get there. So, you know, essentially if they're wanting to move to another level, there's usually some kind of block or transformation that's wanting to be made in order to get to that next level, right? Or we'd already be there. So additionally, the Akashic Records are a great tool to just be able to see, okay, well, you know, one of the really common things that I see with people, especially people that are wanting to step forward as spiritual leaders, spiritual teachers, as people who are energy healers, who have these amazing gifts, is that they have some kind of ancestral wounding of like this quote unquote, witch wound, I call it. So in past lives, or they're carrying this ancestral um, wounding around being persecuted for their gifts in in the past right so now in this life they're afraid to step forward because they literally associate it on a cellular level with death so this is one of the big things that i see that when we go into people's records it can be really helpful because people are like oh well i really want to do this thing but um you know i'm i'm scared of what people are going to think of me or i'm scared of being seen for this and then when we go back and look it's like oh well you're carrying like you know cellular wounding of lifetimes of persecution for this so you know once we can recognize that and heal that then it becomes a lot easier for them to step into it i i can totally relate to that i have experienced past lives where I was, you know, I, I believe, you know, part of like the witch trials or, you know, something along those lines um, is because it felt really, yeah. uh, really, it resonated really deeply with my, with my soul, especially around trying to, you know, for the longest time, I felt very, 
uh, suffocated by using my voice, speaking my truth. I wasn't mm -hmm. really afraid to say, oh, yeah, I really love all this woo woo stuff. Right. And so <laughs> um, because there was yeah. that there was some, this big block. And as soon as I started just working with that energy around that, not necessarily the Akashic Records, but I did do some past life stuff and um, but as soon as I went into that energy and started clearing it, I started to move forward in, in really speaking my, my truth a lot deeper at a lot deeper levels. Um, so I'm wondering how, like, you know, going into some of that, you know, cause I, I think there's a lot of, a lot of that, you know, that persecution feeling and, you know, being able to speak your truth. And, you know, I think that's a very, a very common thing in our culture right now is there's a lot more people coming out speaking their truth but a lot of people are still feeling that that block and so yes. I'm wondering how can we use the Akashic records and in energy work um, like what do you do like once you discover that block and how can you help support people overcoming those blocks that are holding them back yeah. So, well, first of all, the number one thing is recognizing it, right? Because even just shining that light on it, the light of awareness, the light of consciousness, like brings it to light, right? So it's like no longer in the shadows once we are become aware of it. So then when I'm in the records, what I'll usually do is channel some energy healing to clear and shift it. And then additionally, after that, um, it's about maintaining it, right? So now that you have the awareness, you notice when it comes up and then you can naturally be like, oh, that's coming up again. Okay, I'm going to clear it or I'm going to take a few deep breaths or I'm going to like recognize it and then make a decision to not act from that place, right? Mm -hmm. So one of the things I think is really helpful is like once you can realize it and see the pattern that's happening, then you can choose out of it and you can step into this new version of yourself. And I think that's what the Akashic Records really allows us to do is to see this more expansive version of yourself and then feel what it feels like to step into it. And one of the tools I always use with my clients too is to make decisions about your life as this future version of you, because that's how you really shift and change is stepping forward as this person and creating this new life based on this person you want to be. So, you know, in my business, I'm always like, okay, you know, if I was at the next level that I'm wanting to be at, what would I do right now? And then I make the decision based on that. So I think that's really helpful when we're looking at creating these big changes is like, okay, this next level version of me that I'm expanding into, what would that person do? So, you know, just a mixture of having that awareness and then using these really practical tools. And of course, for me, Breathwork is at the crux of all of the tools that I provide for people. So I also um, provide breathwork for people to use in the interim. So if we clear something in the records, then I'm providing a breathwork session for you that I actually record and is calibrated to the new energy that you're wanting to create. And then you can move the energy with the breath, which is another really powerful tool to get the momentum going. Hmm. Now, is there a certain type of breath work that you draw from? Because I know there's like, you know, several different modalities or, or different um, types of breath work. Yeah, there. So I know there's a ton of different types of breath work and it's all great. 
the one that I was trained in, like I mentioned when I starting when I was 19 is very simple. It's just called conscious connected breathing. So, and it's just a circular breath in and out through the mouth. And I've really taken that and I've kind of created my own like way of breathing, which includes me channeling the Akashic records and creating these audio uh, breathwork sessions for people that not only guide them to do the breath, but also calibrate them to this new frequency that they're wanting to create. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Absolutely. So, cause what I'm hearing too, because <coughs> the emotions that may be um, stored in the body through like the past emotion of, you know, what, whatever you're discovering through the Akashic records or what's in the present moment, that is keeping them blocked that because that's all energy right energy mm-hmm. in motion is all like emotions and so when you're using the breath you're you're essentially breathing out that emotion that energy exactly yeah so we kind of like rustle it up or in the records we see exactly what the block is and then we can use the breath to continue to clear it from the body mm, that's so powerful and and so i'm wondering also, you know, talking about the Akashic records and changing our trajectory through our life purpose. So if, if we are using the Akashic records, is it, and we're not really, maybe there's a contract in there or something that, that you're not really happy with, or you, you want to change, like maybe it's something to do with the way you're showing up in relationships or the patterns that you're seeing in different things. Is that something that you can go in and say, I want to, I want to change that in this lifetime, even though, and, and dissolve that, that contract within the records? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. I clear contracts all the time. I, I enjoy it. <laughs> um, and whether, you know, a lot of times we're carrying contracts that we made in this lifetime, like a lot of it can be around um, what happened growing up, our family, the, you know, the, the stuff we took on from them, but also, and that also kind of bleeds into the ancestral stuff, right? Because like our, our parents obviously are carrying stuff that they took on from their parents who took it on from their parents and so on and so forth. So as we kind of clear all of those contracts, then it's easier to step into what we came in to really do in this lifetime. So yes, that's 100% a lot of the work I do in the records is around clearing contracts and then clearing energy cords and then just really like activating these new levels of energy. That uh, that all sounds really, really wonderful, really, really wonderful work and a really, really wonderful practice. Um, one thing that that I'm curious about now, and and um, you know, now again, that I had a, a better understanding of, of akashic records and where they play a part in you know the the soul's you know journey, basically. Um, now, is is this something? that you know an individual like myself am i able to tap ish, tap into the akashic records like on my own um or would i need you know guidance you know every single time because i mean it's, it sounds like very powerful work is being done so and you know i've i've always been one of those people that's like okay if it's something that like intense 
probably a good idea to have somebody with you at the time, you know? So I'm wondering, I, I, from what I understand, you know, as you begin your journey with the Akashic Records, yes, it, it is uh, definitely a good idea to, you know, have someone like yourself, you know, kind of guide you through that. But is there a point to where you are able to access the, the Akashic Records on a, you know, on your own? Yes, definitely. So anyone can access the Akashic Records, right? I mean, you literally could access them right now. It's just energy. And like I said, to me, it's just kind of tuning into a frequency. However, if you want to have the most like powerful experience and do it with the most potency, then I would say it would definitely be helpful to get some guidance, maybe first start out with having someone else read your records and then learning how to access them on your own because it's different. It's two different experiences, right? And the other thing too is you're going to have a different experience depending on who reads your Akashic record. So the information I receive might be very different than the information someone else receives. You know, some people do a lot of um, stuff around past lives. Some people do a lot of stuff around, you know, animal communication. Like there's a ton of different ways that people access information in the records. Like I said, for me, it's just much more around um, your guides, your soul's purpose and expansion, and then like clearing any blocks. Like that's just the, the energy that is really easy for me to tune into, but it just really depends. So yes, yes and yes, you can access them on your own, but yes, you definitely want to get some guidance. You can read a book on how to do it, or you can take a really extensive course on how you how to do it. It just really depends on the level to which you're wanting to explore and expand with it. So it's kind of, you know, whatever you choose, but it's definitely something that I recommend everybody delving into at some point. And especially if you feel drawn to it, I just want to share that, like, for me, I felt really drawn to it. And I didn't even really know what it was, but the first, and I took a, like a little course, like a four week course on how to access the records. Mm -hmm. And the first time that I entered the records, I had such a powerful experience. Like it felt like just this outpouring of love and I was crying and it was like this really beautiful experience. And what I realized is that I had always been accessing the records. I just didn't know it. Um, and it was just something that I easily was able to tune into. And my guess is that anyone who's really drawn to it would probably kind of have that same experience where they, where once you accessed it, you were like, oh, this feels like home or I recognize this. So, you know, it's definitely something where I feel like everybody who's drawn to it has some sort of deep connection with it. That's, uh, yeah, that's very... I, I, I just love those those kind of explanations because it's like, yeah, it's it's a feeling. Do you got that feeling? You got that feeling like you're supposed to be doing what you're doing? Then you're probably supposed to be doing what you're doing. But you did you did mention some some books and stuff out there. Could is there any uh, books you could throw out for for anybody that wants to kind of read a little bit more about it? Because I'm I'm actually one of those people that I want to read more about it. <laughs> yeah. So there's a book um, by Linda Howe, I think is how you pronounce her name, just called How mm -hmm. to Read the Akashic Records. I did read some of that. Um, and then I know there are other books out there. I haven't really read any books. My um, 
my mentor that I work with has a slew of information on the Akashic Records. She teaches a course on it. Her name's Jennifer Longmore. So I always recommend her because she has a bunch of different trainings. Like she has a self-led training and then she has like a really intensive, you know, eight month training, depending on what you really want. So she's a wealth of knowledge on the topic as well. Um, so yeah, it really kind of depends what you're looking for and who you resonate with, but there's a lot of amazing people out there who are um, teaching people how to read the records. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So I'm wondering if you can kind of give us some examples of maybe the work you've done with clients and how they've, you've, they've used this and what they've overcome and how they've um, been able to move forward in their life. Oh yeah. Oh, I love this question. Okay. <laughs> um, so let's see. Usually what happens with my clients, so I'll just give you kind of like a general thing and then I'll go into more specifics. Usually what happens with my clients is when they start to clear the deep familial and ancestral patterning, what ends up happening is that they clear space and they end up being able to channel and download their own unique form of healing that they came here to share with the world. Mm. So that pretty much happens with almost everybody that I work with. Um, and more specifically, you know, um, I'm trying to think who I want to share about. Okay. So I have one client and I'm just thinking of her cause it was her birthday yesterday and I was kind of celebrating her. So she, uh, when she started working with me, she was just kind of like, you know, I know there's more for me. I just don't know what it is. And I feel like a lot of people come to me feeling that way. Like, mm -hmm. I know there's more to my life. I know I'm supposed to be doing more than just like working this job and like living this life, you know, and she came to me kind of in that space. And, you know, we quickly started working through a lot of her family stuff and her ancestral trauma and all of that stuff. And then she quickly realized that she has this amazing gift as a sound healer. And she actually downloaded her own form of primordial sound healing and chakra toning, as she calls it. So she actually has this ability to give you these different like tones for you to do with your voice. And then as you do them, she listens to your voice and she's able to receive messages about what you need to like heal and clear based on the tone mm. of your voice, oh, wow. which is wild, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I know. So I did a session with her and it was just, it was mind blowing, like what she's able to pick up on just by listening to your voice. Um, so that's pretty amazing. And now she has left her full-time job and started her own business and she's doing amazing. Mm. I mean, she's, you know, living her best life now. Um, so we have her, um, I also have a client who, um, came to me and she wasn't even really sure, like, she knew why she was coming to me. I don't think she really knew why she was coming to me. And that's what happens with a lot of people too. They think they want one thing, but then it ends up like totally shifting. But um, so this is a really good example of how, you know, 
the clearing of family and ancestral stuff really allows you to completely shift your life. So she actually, um, when her mother was pregnant with her, they were um, like in a refugee camp. Like she came from, um, I think it was Vietnam and they were in like a refugee camp and she wasn't born until like after they had like come to the US and everything was okay. But while she was in her mother's womb, um, her parents and her sisters like experienced all this trauma. And she never realized that this impacted her because you know she wasn't born yet. But this is one of the things that I do with my clients. Um, everybody that comes to me, we go through their birth story because your birth story is actually a huge piece around um, you know, the way that you look at the world, your patternings, your belief systems. So um, for her, she came to me and she was, she was like, her big issue is that um, she gets really angry at her husband and she doesn't get angry at anybody else. She only gets angry at her husband and she doesn't know why. So, you know, we went back and we cleared all of this stuff around the trauma and all of the family stuff that was going on. And like, what we really uncovered is that the anger at her husband was really this anger she was holding about all of these things that had happened, you know, to her family, but it was being expressed by her husband. So like we cleared all of this stuff and her relationship with her husband completely changed. Hmm. They became like high school sweethearts again. Mm -hmm. Um, and <laughs> they, and she, you know, and not only that, but she started thriving in her business and she's an amazing healer as well. And she downloaded this new technique of healing that she does. So, you know, these are the types of things that happen when we really go back and clear a lot of this stuff. And I work really, um, intensely with the circumstances around your birth, because I think that that really deeply impacts, um, just these really innate ingrained belief systems. So that's a really unique part of my work that I know not all people look at, um, but you know, what happens while you are in the womb and right after you enter the world really have a huge impact. And I noticed for people that didn't get enough, um, you know, touch or being held or didn't get enough attention, like if they had a sibling that was really close in age to them and they were born and their sibling was like only like nine months old or something like that, then they really didn't get the care and nourishment that they were really seeking. And then that can come out in all of these different ways, right? Where we feel inherently unsafe or unsupported or neglected, or, you know, it can come out in all of these different ways. So, um, one of the things that I help people with is really healing that feeling of inherent, like not feeling safe, not feeling supported, not feeling cared for. And um, we use the Akashic records and energy work. And then also I create breathwork sessions to kind of like reprogram that energy and recalibrate their frequency to that of like unconditional love, caring, mm -hmm. support. So these are the things that I feel really passionately about because I'm like, let's get to the core of it, right? Okay. Like it all started when you were born. So, you know, just going right back to that place and being like, okay, what happened? What were you feeling? And then let's go back and shift that. And that usually helps people shift so much so quickly. Mm -hmm. That is really powerful because that is right. Like, I mean, there's so much, uh, 
I don't know if it's anecdotal or research or, you know, what, what it is, but like how, I mean, it is energy, right. That, and that we can like, um, I feel like I've read somewhere a while ago that, you know, they've been able to trace back even just the, the lineage through the mother, I believe. And, and yes. so like the ancestral, like, so not even just in utero, but like all the way through the mother, mother's line of trauma. And so that, you, yes. you know, being able to go back that far, especially, but in utero, um, just the, the thoughts that the mother's having becomes embedded in the psyche, the unconscious, um, of the the infant the newborn um and so going back there yeah yeah it's it's so interesting because I even had some experiences myself when I was pregnant with my son who's my oldest um I was doing a bunch of breath work with a practitioner and I had these experiences where in a breath work session I remembered actually being born and actually like taking on my mother's trauma. Like I had like the Mm. actual memory of that, Mm. which was really powerful to like experience and understand Mm. because this is a common thing, right? Like it Mm. wasn't just me who did that. Um, And that I was actually like carrying that. And I had to do a lot of work to really release that and really understand that that's not mine. And I think that that's a lot of the work that people are being called to do right now is realizing that a lot of the stuff we're carrying is not ours, Mm. right? Is we're carrying it from our parents and we're carrying it from the ancestral lines. And when we actually clear it, we're clearing it for everybody. And it's actually like everybody can like breathe this collective sigh of relief, right? Mm -hmm. When we actually clear it because um, it shifts so much so deeply. Mm -hmm. I know I've done some ancestral work and, you know, just around the different traumas that have been in, in my family. And, um, and it's amazing to, you know, see the, the shifts in just my family's energy once, mm-hmm. you know, you, you start to shift that. So there's something, you know, it's, it's very apparent that something is working at a deeper, deeper level. And it, it's yeah. so empowering and powerful to realize that we can do that work for our family for the collective and so as healers we are we are really shifting I think humanity not just from our family but from you know the people that are around us and and on the planet yeah it affects everyone and the Mm -hmm. other thing I think it's important to remember like similarly to how I talked about when I was younger, I'm like, well, what do I need to heal? You know, I think a lot of people don't even realize that they have trauma to heal because we tend to think of trauma as like, oh, like I had like a parent die when I was a child or I got into a horrible car accident or like we think it has to be this really big thing. And like, this was part of my journey too, because like I said, I had a seemingly great childhood, right? Like nothing really happened to me. However, I was carrying all of this deep pain and suffering. And it's like, well, what's going on here, right? And it was like, really peeling back the layers of like understanding, first of all, like taking on that stuff from my mother and my father, and then all the ancestral stuff going down their lines, like an understanding how that affected me. I feel like because I was able to really unpack that for myself, that I'm able to really see it 
clearly with other people because, you know, it's not always apparent. It's not always going to be like this big major thing like that we know happened. It can be all of these little things or even these little ways that your parents related to you or the way they related to each other that you think is normal as a kid because you don't know any different, but it's Mm -hmm. actually like really codependent and super unhealthy and really confusing, but we don't even realize it because it's just happening. And then we grow up and we think it's normal. Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah. I, I, I love everything you just said. And, um, it totally, uh, you know, resonates with me because I mean, when I got diagnosed with PTSD, the first thing that came to my mind was, but I've never been in a war. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. isn't that that's that's what soldiers have. So why are you telling me that I had that? And um, and you're right. I mean, with the traumas, you know, it, it doesn't have to be something as big as, you know, a parent dying or, you know, a fatal car crash or, you know, something just so profound you know it could be little tiny things and it could be you know for me anyway it was some big things that were suppressed so yeah. it, it, it were it was you know things that when I thought about it back then you know oh you know it's not a big deal like every it happens to everybody right like everybody has an abusive childhood or you know something like that yeah, yeah. And, but, but like you said once you start peeling back the layers it starts to grow right Mm -hmm. and 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 you realize just you know how how much of an impact this had on 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 your life but i think the good thing about that too though is that you know the more layers you peel back the more it grows but then you have it all out in the open and now you can do something about it you know that now that's you know that's where you know the 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 healing starts to take place right um and I'm, I'm actually curious about something too, because you did mention two of your clients and they both have these, um, you know, healing abilities. So are, are you seeing like more of an influx of that now? Because, you know, just how the world and everything else is shifting. Are you seeing more people that are coming to you that initially are like, like you said, like, I think everything's fine. Or, you know, like, I don't know what's wrong with me. Can you help me out? But it turns out that they, they, do have that like powerful healing, uh, uh, you know, modality, they have that powerful healing in their soul that they had no idea about. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. I mean, basically everyone that comes to me, right. Um, And I'm not saying everyone does, but everyone who's uh, drawn to my work usually does, or at the least, they are being drawn to really connecting with spirit and connecting with their intuition and infusing that into everything that they do because they're wanting more, right? They're wanting, they're wanting access to more. And I Mm -hmm. think that's what people are starting to realize on this very like innate level. Like I know I have access to more. I know there's more available to me than just this 3D reality and these five senses that I'm told is it. And like, I know inherently that that's not it. Mm -hmm. So they're wanting to establish that connection and really start to uh, connect with their intuition and use the messages that they're receiving in their lives in like a very like practical, tactical way. Like, okay, 
I know I'm supposed to do this. And now how can I take this intuition and this message from spirit and put it into action? So I think that's a lot to what people are really wanting. Um, but like nine times out of 10, I would say people that come to me do have these healing abilities. And even if they might be doing like a, you know, regular job, quote unquote, they are wanting to go deeper and infuse their connection to spirit into everything that they do. And then usually that ends up in, you know, creating their own business and becoming an entrepreneur and really just sharing their gifts. Because essentially what's happening is people are wanting to move out of like, this old paradigm of trading time for money or having right. to do this thing that you don't want to do in order to receive money and realizing that they have the power to create whatever they want and that they can actually just get paid for just being them, right? Like you can just make money for being you. And that's kind of like the paradigm that I'm seeing everybody move into. And obviously you're providing a service and you're helping people, but really you're just being you. And um, I think it, that's where we kind of get tripped up because we have this like programming of, well, you have to do these certain things to survive. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're kind of all deprogramming right now is first of all, like you're, you're going, not only you're going to survive, but you're going to thrive, right? Like it's no longer about, oh my God, I need to survive. Um, but that's been programmed in us for so long. And like, that is actually like, one of the things that's been passed down and is living in the cellular memory that it's really important to clear, which is why the breath work is so important because that really helps to clear that cellular memory. Hmm. So I hope that answers your question. I think I went on a tangent a little bit. No, I love that. We love that. tangents. Yeah. We love tangents. <laughs> I, I love it too, because I think, you know, and I know this has been uh, true in my own journey that you know, for the longest time, you know, I, I wanted to do what I was passionate about. I wasn't, I knew I wasn't drawn to that nine to five. I, you know, I had some jobs that were mundane and, you know, I was never satisfied, never happy. And then I started, you know, going into, like, I was always interested in, you know, kind of just the spiritual journey. Um, but then stepping into my truth, like I knew it's just, I needed something deeper and more depth. And when I was just on the surface, I was like, there's got to be something more here. And so when yeah. I started exploring that and started speaking, you know, stepping into my truth and speaking my truth, that, that really started to catapult me into doing things that I was truly aligned with. And I think I've, I've seen that too, just in my own life, my own, and the work I do with my clients, you know, that there's so many people that are, are wanting more. They're wanting the depth. They want to figure out how do I live in alignment and do what I love and get paid for that. And that we are, you know, there's a lot of that talk about, well, the ascension, but, you know, sending into the fifth dimension and yes, getting paid for, for being who we are and really honoring our soul mission, whether or not, you know, what that looks like for everyone is different um, and where they're going to be able to provide that is going to be different for everyone. But 
I think there's a lot of lot more energy into that and saying, yeah, this is this is possible. We all have a a mission. We all have, and it's time to celebrate our individuality. Yeah, yeah, and people are realizing like they don't want to be miserable anymore, right? Like I think for me, like you know, I was obviously I was a school counselor for ten years, and I loved that job in so many ways. But there's a point where it's just like, okay. Um, am I, is this it? Right. Cause like, I think some people you can have a job and it can be like fine, you know, and especially I see a lot of people too, who are like, well, this job is like, it's a really good job. Like I'd be crazy to leave this job. Cause we kind of have this programming where like, okay, like this is, this is a really good situation. Like don't mess it up or something like this limiting belief of like, well, you can't get any better than this. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, it can always get better. Right. There's always more expansion. There's always more possibility, but you know, we have this programming around like limitation where it's like, oh, if you get something good, you better hold on to it. Cause you never know like what's going to happen, you know, <laughs> like that kind of thing, which I think we're all wanting to step out of. And I think people are just wanting to really just be happy, but also to, like you were saying about living in alignment, like doing what really feels right to them. And I think um, that's what people are really wanting to step into. And it's not so much about like forcing or sacrificing or doing something that doesn't feel good in order to get to, you know, some kind of end result. And it's more about like the journey and like, well, how can I experience happiness in the now? And I think mm. we're learning that like everything is in the now and all the possibilities are in the now and the quantum field is in the now. So like, let's be happy now. And I think that's what a lot of people are starting to step into. Mm -hmm. I, I completely agree. I Definitely. think people are, are recognizing their sovereignty and that yes. they can also create their reality in the way that they they want and that feels good in their soul. Yeah, you know, and I think there's been a lot of like, you know, in the last like 10 years or so, like we've seen a lot of like, yes, you create your reality, like think positive and all of this stuff. But that also has to be coupled with like doing the trauma work and doing mm -hmm. the work to right release all of that programming, because if you're still running that underlying programming of like, um, of fear and limitation and all of that stuff, you can say, I create my own reality as much as you want, but it's not going to like drop in and embody. So I think now everyone's kind of realizing like, it's those two things together, right? Like mm -hmm. doing that underlying work, completely reprogramming everything. And then you can start to really create your own reality because you've opened up and created the space for that to really drop in and you can really embody that knowing. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's a really important piece of it too. Absolutely. I, because Yeah. And I'm, I'm sorry, Stace, but I, uh, I, I, I love what you said right there. Cause you know, um, I think, unfortunately, there are, you know, some people out there that use spirituality as kind of a, a mask, you yeah. know, to where, like you said, like, uh, you know, let me just throw some positive affirmations out there, or, you know, let's, uh, let's, let's do some meditation for five minutes and just think about how great life is, which are really good things. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, yeah. I, I know for me, when I do gratitude work, 
it's 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 amazing the results and it's amazing how quickly the results come right but i also know for me too i was one of those people that was like oh let's just put the spiritual band-aid over it and uh you know everything will be light and fluffy and and we'll go we'll go on our day and that worked for a little while until you know the 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 shadows crept back up you know and um and then you know they i would wonder you know what's wrong with me i'm supposed to be this happy bubbly guy and and you know i'm getting angry at a b or c you know and and you said it exactly right we have to do you know we have to get into the muck you know we 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 have yeah. to get into to to our own traumas to our own shadows and and those need to be worked out if any real um you know jubilation or happiness or something is going to come any long lasting anyway exactly you know and uh yeah i just i i i love the way you explained it because i mean you know it was just explained so well that yeah and and you know i've always believed you can't have darkness without the light or you can't have a light without the dark you know they they both they're both you know created the same way and they both go hand in hand with each other and Mm -hmm. um but uh um you know you you you're mentioning uh breath work and how important breath work is in 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 uh you know the work you do with your clients and in your own work and i i completely agree about about the breath work um my question is though what what are your like go-to uh breath work techniques like can you share like one or two um and kind of you know let our listeners know like how to do like you were talking about the uh the circular uh mouth breathing so can you like kind of go a little bit into that and maybe something a couple others that that we might be able to try out yeah so i mean so as far as what i do i really only do the circular breathing um so but i can share a couple little techniques with you so the circular breathing is super easy it's super um you know simple Mm -hmm. so all it is is you do it lying down on your back And then you breathe in and out through your mouth with no space between the inhale and the exhale. So it's super simple. I can just demonstrate it really quick. And if you're listening, you should be able to hear, but it's just like this. So really it's just getting the air going in and out of the body Mm -hmm. and then The thing that's really important with this breath is it's much less about manipulating anything and much more about just dropping into your body's own natural rhythm. So you're just really getting the air moving in the body, but you're really just kind of aligning with your body's own natural rhythm and really allowing the breath to kind of breathe you. So you're just kind of relaxing into it and getting the air going. So that's what I use with my clients when I create these like audio breathwork sessions and I have them do that. They're like about 20 to 25 minutes. And then also um, one of the other really good like grounding techniques that I do is to just like take a deep breath. And then when you exhale, you're kind of pulling the energy down into the earth Um, And that's just a really easy thing you can do for like two seconds. So you just take a nice deep inhale and then you exhale and just pull your energy down into the earth or kind of push it down into the earth. That's really grounding. I find that to be really helpful, especially when I'm like 
having like a ton of ideas or a ton of energy floating up here. Um, if I can just like ground everything down, then it really helps to kind of like bring everything down into the body and down into the lower chakras. Mm. Um, because, you know, energy can kind of start to get stuck up here and that's when you can feel like a little like frazzled and not focused. Mm -hmm. So that's another really good one too. Nice. Mm. I just tried that and yeah, totally just like, <laughs> wow. Very yeah, grounding. it works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I'm like, just locked into, you know, into the earth right now. So that was awesome. Thank you for sharing those. Appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. And so I know you mentioned too, maybe leading us through an Akashic record reading. Is that something you can share with us and our listeners? Yeah, definitely. So what I'll do is I'm just going to kind of tune into the Akashic records and I'll just channel a message for the listeners, for you and for the listeners. Does that sound good? Absolutely. Sounds perfect. Yeah, it sounds great. Okay. So just give me one second here. Okay. So the records are now open. So there is a big energy around movement and transformation. And there's a huge energy around letting go of the past and specifically looking at what old ways of being are you clinging to for comfort and allowing yourself to really look at these things, really look at the ways in which you're still clinging to the past and know that it's safe now to let go of these old ways of being. Because what you're stepping into is way more powerful than you can even imagine. So taking a deep breath and dropping into your body and setting the intention of creating something new and something extremely expansive stepping into the possibility of what is available to you, allowing the light to be activated within you, seeing a pillar of light coming down from the heavens and into your crown chakra. This is the highest frequency white light that can be held on the planet at this time. And it is coming down into your crown and filling up your entire body with high frequency white light, which is activating and awakening your dormant gifts. Feeling this activation occurring and allowing this activation to help you easily let go of anything you're holding onto from the past, any stories of lack or limitation allowing this old programming to easily melt away from your body now as the light continues to activate and awaken your being. Taking a deep breath, allowing this activation to occur and knowing that all you have to do is step into this new frequency 
All you have to do is allow yourself to awaken. And as you do that, it has a tremendous effect on the entire planet. As your soul awakens, it literally lights the flame in thousands and thousands of others. Taking another deep breath. Allowing this pillar of light to continue to activate and awaken your being, absorbing and integrating. And seeing this light continuing to go down into your body and out through your feet down into the earth, deeply grounding you and connecting you with the earth. Taking another deep breath. Allowing yourself to be completely present in the field of possibility and awakening to your soul's expansion. Feeling what that feels like and feeling this new energy moving through you. It's time to allow yourself to step into the future version of you. Feeling into this new version of yourself, feeling into the possibilities and feeling in to your next level of expansion. Taking another deep breath. And just allowing this activation to continue to absorb and integrate. You're safe now. You're completely supported. Allow yourself to feel into the sacred space connecting with the energy of your guides, deeply connecting with spirit, with your intuition, and allowing this energy to move through you. It's safe to open up and receive this new energy. allowing yourself to continue to expand. Just taking a few moments to integrate this. And slowly coming back when you're ready. <sighs> Hmm. Uh, I had no idea what was going to come through. (laughs) (laughs) That was beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. Sounded about right to me. Yeah, that was really good. And so it sounds like um, it was the, you were tapped into maybe the collective. Is that what I'm 
Yeah, that's what it feels yeah. like. Um, they've been too. showing me a lot yeah. of like, because um, I think on a collective level, we're doing a lot of clearing, but also mm-hmm. there's so much light coming down into the planet. And mm-hmm. what they keep showing me is like this light activation that keeps happening. And like, mm. they keep wanting me to make everyone really aware of this high frequency light that's being activated. So I'm being guided a lot to do that with people. So I think that was, I knew, I kind of knew that was going to be part of it. I didn't really know anything else that was going to come mm. through. <laughs> yeah, I think um, there's a lot of that, right? The, a lot of the light coming in right now. And, and just with the Schumann yeah. resonant resonance, if you're familiar with that. Yeah. And- yeah how our the planet is just you know increasing in frequency and i just think that has a lot to do with that just so much light right now kind of yeah and it's interesting it's interesting too because we additionally are also seeing a lot of darkness right so like the more light that's coming into the planet it's literally shining on the darkness so even though it may seem like there's chaos. Um, mm-hmm. Really, it's just because we are seeing it because of all of the light that's coming onto the planet. So yeah. I find that really interesting. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Where I think sometimes, you know, we, we do have to like the, sometimes it gets worse before it gets better. Um, exactly. That's yep. kind of what I tell my clients. It kind of reminds me, I do a lot of EMDR with people. Uh-huh. And so it's like, we, we are pulling up the trauma first and then it, so it's getting yeah. worse and then but but eventually they move over to the other side and it's like there's light and there's um you know the, there's the healing that occurs so I think that is kind of happening on a, on a collective level oh definitely yes mm-hmm. for sure yeah definitely well beautiful well thank you so much and yeah. so Elise tell us um tell our listeners um how they can find you and what you're currently working on right now yeah so you can find me a great place to find me I have a Facebook group called breathe to succeed which is really fun I do um weekly energy forecasts in there and I also have a lineup of guest experts that share in there every week so that's a great place to find me. Also on Instagram, you can find me at Elise underscore breathes. And then my website, elisebreathes.com. Um, so currently I work with clients one-on-one. I also have two courses that I run that are really great. I have the awakening, which is just around, um, not just, but it's mainly focused on activating and awakening your psychic abilities. And then the metamorphosis is the deep dive into transmuting all of your ancestral and family stuff and stepping into uh, your next level of creating your uh, unique energy medicine and sharing your gifts. So, um, and then I work with clients one-on-one as well. Um, And then, yeah, that's, that's everything that I'm doing right now currently. Beautiful. And we can add all of that to the show notes. Cool. You can find that you very easily. Well, thank you so much for being here with us today and sharing your experience. And and thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And thank you for listening to our show. Stay tuned for more episodes being released on Mondays at 5.55 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. And if you've enjoyed listening to our show, we would love a five-star written review on iTunes. And of course, please share the love by sharing this with your friends. 
If you want to support the work that we're doing, please consider making a donation to our show by visiting our Patreon website at patreon.com forward slash be the love podcast. And until next time, love yourself, love each other, and love the world. We love you. Love you guys. Take care. We'll talk to you later. Thank you. We at Be The Love Podcast are honored to be supporting the Komodi Foundation, which is a nonprofit organization in Uganda that is working to build a school that will promote and support healthcare, education, skills development, feeding the hungry, human rights, and environmental defenders. Their goal is to work with young mothers, single mothers, street children, and vulnerable families who lack nurture as they guide them to become productive individuals, which will lead to a productive generation. Please see our show notes on how to become a donor, mentor, volunteer, or sponsor. Thank you, Heather Lynn, for providing us with your beautiful song to accompany our show, Be the Love. If you would like to learn more about Heather Lynn and her music, please visit her website at heatherlynnmusic.com. And thank you, Chrissy Grace at Leading Edge Productions for the beautiful design and graphics. And thank you for tuning in. And until next time, we are souls on the journey. And thank you for hopping on the Ascension bus with us. And remember, there is always a seat for you.